Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. (laughs) Tonight, we got them. Goldie and the Salt. Welcome, Buch, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of A Typical Disgusting Display, a podcast for writers by writers who hate writing. Boy, we got a lot to talk about this week. Mm. A lot to talk about. And uh, we're not even going to talk about the Ukraine. What a mess. (laughs) What a mess. What a mess. Oh, yeah. It's funny. We're, it's, everyone's talking about we're on the edge of World War III, and all I can think of when I see it is Ukraine in the membrane. <laughs> Ukraine in the membrane. It just kind of sprang up out of nowhere. It was like, well, COVID seems to be slowing down. Yeah. So let's just have a giant war. It's like, can yeah. we have one day yeah. where there's can we get no a, COVID, just no Olympics, <laughs> no war? Just yeah, a that day. Would, that would be nice. But even yeah. an afternoon. An afternoon. Yeah, an hour, two hours. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, we cannot have that, apparently. But we did have some, oh boy, some pretty exciting news in our universe this week. Boy, and a rising tide lifts all boats, my friend. This was a win for me, was a win for all of us. And I'll tell you what I'm talking about. So we've, we've talked about on this podcast before how... Goldie and I were fortunate enough to get to write jokes for Tom Brady, and he he used one of Goldie's in his White House speech, which was an awesome week for us. We were in the national, global news cycle. We were the global. We were. We 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 weren't in it. We We, created it. We dominated it. It it was as though we were Wilt Chamberlain in in the 100-point game of that (laughs) news cycle. We're holding up a little sign that says 100. (laughs) But so what sprang out of that as you may remember, uh, a couple months ago, was that Tom Brady started following me on Instagram, <laughs> not Goldie. Fair. Yeah, because Goldie wrote the joke, but Tom Brady started following me. So that was very exciting. But, you know, I kind of thought, oh, it's one of those things where he, somebody, you know, he, he was guilted into following because we, we did him a favor, and I'd never hear about it again. Well, Guess this past what? week, I did a post that somehow caught Tommy's attention. Oh, boy. And oh, there was what a was the post? Co- I'm, I'm sorry, I muted you a while ago on Instagram. So this is, this First is joke great of the news. Day. First joke of the day. Uh, but yeah, tell me everything, man. 
<laughs> well, I know you're not very active on Instagram, so I'll give you a pass. No, you it's know, mostly for know, losers. Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm everyone grown says. Up. I'm not on there pretending yeah. to be 21. Yeah. You're just posting pictures of your dog. Very grown up. Um, uh, like once every two weeks. I'm not yeah, on there going like, and here's a story. Here's what's <laughs> happening with me. Like, you know, I'm, I'm an adult. I'm the no. last adult. No, you tried it out. It wasn't working for you, and you gave up. That's what happened well, with I your Instagram. I do have a check, my friend. <laughs> well, as, as do I, oh, my friend, boy. fellow blue check marks, they gave talking it to you for right pity after back you were and forth. Nope. They gave Turkey. it to me because you wouldn't let me finish the story. This is oh. exactly why they gave it to me. Because the greatest football player ever, Tom Brady, commented on my last post. And his comment was, you are amazing. <laughs> So, yeah, I got goosebumps uh, just yes. thinking about it. Thank you, You know, Danny. sometimes Me you type too. a text in the wrong window. Like, <laughs> you know, Belichick did this. He thought he was texting Brian Dable. He's texting Brian Boyd. Clearly, there's another Alec or an Alex in his life who's amazing. I don't know. Who's Could doing be. all sorts of stuff. Could be, but I'll take, you know, I'm calling it the Tomment, by the way. Oh, it's wow. the Tomment. That's great. And, and, and I'm on his radar. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so... I get this comment, and of course, like, my world is, that's the most exciting thing, and, and my family is, like, you know, dancing the horror back at, back in Boston because Tom Brady knows my son. So it's this big deal. And within hours, I get a uh, text from my, my agent, Matt Rice, saying, we got to get you verified. And then within a day of that, I was, I was verified. Somebody sent me a because you can't really see your own blue check mark, I, I realized, or I couldn't. Oh. And somebody sent me a message saying, hey, I'll message you now that you have a blue check mark. So oh. the Tom Bra- so from the joke that I didn't write, that Goldie wrote, <laughs> I got a follow from Tom Brady, I got a comment from Tom Brady, and I got a blue check mark. Wow. It's another example of just the cream rising to the top in Hollywood. <laughs> so much is not adding up here. So... I wish you could see Goldie's face right now. I feel like I'm uh, I'm prosecuting the OJ case. Like I'm, yeah. I'm probably going to lose, but yeah. everyone knows I'm right. About okay. what? Say what you're so, right about. What, what was the video of? What were you doing? I was doing little, one I of your do, characters. Yeah, one of my characters. I do uh, form a Boston man, Matty Walsh, for the Calm app. So he was doing like a little recitation as though he were doing the com app, and a lot of it was about Tom Brady. So that's why it caught Tom Brady's attention. Did you do that with purpose so that maybe he would hear it? No, no, I did it. Honestly, I'll tell you exactly why I did it. Because the non-writing producer we talked about just a couple weeks ago, Susie Schuster, uh, who I work with, who's married to Rich Eisen, and she fills in hosting his show on the NFL Network and Can I, I get keep, my wife and to just take over for me right now? <laughs> yeah, I know. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Have this By the way, your got, wife and you get if, Stu and just have them do it. it would be By the way, you, guys, my wife's here. Like, that's that would, not, that's, that would, that's allowed. That would be, that would be a four-hour podcast, by the way, if we got them to do it. It would be um, better. Yeah, it wouldn't be talking about fucking Tootsie, I'll tell you that. Oh, boy. By the way, I cannot tell you how many angry messages I got about what is wrong with you two about Tootsie. So many. But anyway. were they from Huston Doffman 3000? <laughs> oh, Pidney Solid. Like oh, Jerry Tar. Um, so anyway, uh, 
<laughs> no, you, you, you threw me out. I'm, I'm, I'm flushed out of the pocket here. What was it? What were we talking? Oh, so yes. So the reason was Susie Schuster was going to host Rich Eisen's show, and it's like a three hour show. And she said, I want to talk about a three hour, hour show. show. <laughs> a three hour show. And, and so she said, I want to, she loves when I do that Mayor Marty Walsh and the Com app. I've done it a couple of times before. Yeah, She's like, good. will you please do one? And I'll show it on on the wow. show. So, I, of course, I hustled, and I'm like, sure. I sent it to her. They showed it on the show. I think I got maybe two followers <laughs> from that. <laughs> so the, the effect of Peacock may not be what we think. Um, <laughs> but I know. Go figure. You Weird. mean that, pl- that place that's half a billion dollars in debt already? I Ooh. thought everyone was watching the cock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You guys aren't rocking the cock? That's <laughs> oh. our my cock is streaming over here. Hey, honey, let's get the kids. Let's log on to the cock. Everybody, everybody, let's hop on the cock and start kids! screaming. Kids, the cock has kids shows. Oh, cock for kids. You got to love it. So anyway, so but the while I didn't get any real followers from it, Apparently, somehow, this rattled, you know, this got into Tom Brady's radar, I'm sure, because of the Susie Schuster appearance. And don't worry, I sent her a Zabar's package. Nice. Um, (laughs) But so then I got this comment. And then good things start to happen for good people, is what we realize. (laughs) When good things happen to good people. Yeah, I mean, clearly it's... It's deserved. It all all feels... It all feels totally real. And earned. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Because I'm... (laughs) I'm sure he's in charge of his own account, too. Oh, every, everybody <laughs> we, that important yeah, he, is. Yeah, he's on there all the time. And the one thing we know about the guy is he loves fresh content. He does. Yeah, he lo- and when he, he lo- sees something he enough. likes, he likes, to, he likes to give credit to other people. He doesn't like to take any of the credit. Well, wait, I don't, I, don't, I don't get this. I don't understand this tact. He doesn't. He's a team first guy. He took pay cuts every year of the Patriots so the team was better and they oh. would win Super Bowls. God, you've been sold a bill. Yeah, he did fine. <laughs> he did okay. Yeah, he did fine, but he took a pay cut. He was he was paid like the sixth highest paid quarterback oh, in the league. Look at you, just soaking in the propaganda, digesting uh, it whole, yeah. asking no, they're for called, more, they're begging called facts. for more. They're called facts, my friend. Facts oh. only here. Facts first. Um, congratulations on having his attention for eight Thank seconds. You. Thank you. That's all I wanted you for did. eight yeah. seconds. I'll take eight seconds. Yeah. By the way, I how love long... that that's how you get verified, though. <laughs> I know. Totally. Me too. Famous what a shallow world we live in. You, we didn't believe you were real. <laughs> until. until. Until this guy made a comment. Until the guy who runs Tom Brady's account said you were amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Have we, did you mention that's what he said? I, oh, I yeah, I did. Okay, I did. Yeah, I okay. said that up top. He, he called me amazing. And, you know. That, like, what might, else does he think is amazing? I'm just curious. <laughs> it's, it's, Non-tomatoes. It's like, not eating a tomato yeah, like is amazing. The rest of his feed, and is it like, you know, like a photo of a chair? Like, this is amazing. <laughs> he could have said, this is amazing, but instead he chose, you yeah, are amazing. You are amazing. amazing. Yeah. It's going to be on my tombstone, right. and probably like next week. But yes, it's going to be on my tombstone. Did he, you are amazing. Did Tom he Bates. heart your comment back to him? Uh, no. Okay. Just- <laughs> I'm going to tell you your next move. You're, yes, you're not going to, you're not going to, it's going to seem weird, but I think you should do it. Okay. You DM him a shirtless picture. 
and just see what happens. Uh, and I've, I've said this before when it goes to shirtlessness. I would much rather go bottomless than topless in any photo. I would gladly take a bottomless photo as opposed to a topless well, one. You know, that, I, that brings up one of the, the classic dilemmas I've always thought about. Could yeah. you pick your own dick out of a lineup? <laughs> <laughs> it might be harder than you think. Like, I, I think for That's me, it's 50-50. It. Oh. Well, I Assuming mean, they have... match skin tone, right? Yeah, you'd have, okay. you'd have to take Jewish dicks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Can you pick them out of a pile of Jewish dicks? Yeah. A pile of... Ten <laughs> dicks lined up in a row. Can you choose your own dick? And to me, this is a game show format that hasn't been exploited yet. Yes. It works for vaginas. It works for boobs. It works. Yeah. We can do all kinds of body parts. Sure. It's right. called Know Yourself. Because no, it's like it's like the the one with uh, the married couple. No, it's got, I've it's got to be. Co- it's got to be called the newlywed. Pick. The newlywed game. It's the newlywed called, game. It's got to be called the, Dick yeah. Pick. Dick Pick. Sure, Dick Pick. This is a self game. How well do you know yourself? Yes. Thyself. Thine self. Um, yeah. By the way, I've always contended, uh, I think I could pick it out because I don't know if you know the actor Dan Florek. Dan no. Florek used to play the uh, lieutenant on early seasons of Law and Order. Very bald guy. Um, oh, boy. I think, I think my dick, I've always said my, my penis resembles Dan Florek. Oh. So if you, if you look at Dan Florek, look him up, I, I would see it in a lineup. I'd say, there's Dan. You know, my, my second strategy in this is, you know, for anyone out there who has pictures of their, their new dick on their phone that they're texting to other people. I do not because I'm yeah. older and right, I, sure. all my dating predated smartphones. Yeah. But if I were dating and if I had a phone now, here's what I do is it's because you're nervous. You're, you go, I don't want pictures of my dick out there except for the people I'm sending it to. Yes. So what you do is and you are worried about being hacked. So what you do is on your phone. Yes. You have pictures of hundreds of dicks. <laughs> Flood your phone with dicks. Your whole phone, your, all your photos, dick after dick after dick. So someone who ha- who's hacking you has no way of knowing Ooh. which dick is yours. The downside is your photos are all dicks. dicks. Yes. That is... That's, you have to live with that. So when you get your iPhoto memories, it's just like yeah, 17 yeah. dicks. All your memories are Hundreds. just dicks. And when they do the presentation with the music, it's, it's, all, it's all dicks. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. This is a great strategy. All right, so I'm sending I'm sending Tom Brady a dick pic. No, just shirtless. No, you're just your feet. Shirtless. Your and feet. just say my feet. You thought that was amazing. Look at this. Get a load of this hot bod. <laughs> Terrible. Hey, well, you know, while that was um, boy, what what a fun week for all of us. Again, rising tide. Yeah. All congratulations. We were happy Thank you. For you Thank, yes. Congratulations to all of us. Once I yeah, congratulations it was real. on stealing the credit and getting <laughs> Never. There's a difference between stealing and just allowing something to arrive. (laughs) And I think I'm. Yeah, you're the guy who it's like the package was addressed to me. It was sent to your house. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You didn't move it from my house to your house, but certainly there was an error that was unrectified. I would I would say it had both of our names on the package, but I knew full well it should have gone to your house. Um, anyway, so I'm while just we're happy on, for you. Thank I, you. I, it's just like, could Brian Hoyer like a picture of my dog? <laughs> Some, something. Dude, what, did, what did you say about Brian Hoyer that always makes me laugh? 
Oh, he has ladies' eyelashes. Yes. So, like, he comes on the field and he has these gorgeous, like, Betty Boop eyelashes. And you're like, this isn't going to go well. And, and it never... has these, like, you know, very uh, anime style. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally. Beautiful, gorgeous eyes. Yeah. Like, yeah. when they blink, you feel like they should make an SFX. Like, ding, 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 Yeah. Ding. Like, you're going, unless the defense is looking at that and going, oh. Yeah. Then this isn't going to go well. Well, they are trained to watch the quarterback's eyes, so maybe oh. there is an advantage there. <laughs> maybe they get a little hung up on how beautiful they are. Boyer's also uh, bald, so I don't want to. No, we can't go too hard. Advantage. We yeah, can't no. go too hard at him. Life um, already but, did. We've <laughs> already got him. We get, we got him. Um, but while we're on the subject of quarterbacks, there was a, a story this week that, and, and right away when I read it, it struck me as like this is a Goldie lives for this kind of story because it's what I call a Reservoir Dogs story, where at the end of Reservoir Dogs, spoiler alert, everybody's dead. <laughs> like it just did not work out well. So this story with Matt Stafford. Okay. So Matt Stafford is the quarterback of the LA Rams. As you all know, they just won the Super Bowl. They had this parade and now it's sort of tradition because Tom did it. Tom Brady did it last year that everybody gets wasted uh, okay. at these parades. So I don't think they invented yeah, getting wasted to celebrate they didn't. something. Tom, Tom just did it best. <laughs> <laughs> he looked the best when he was like wasted. I just feel like now you're owned by outside forces. Oh, Stuff tip, creeping tipsy, into the podcast. That... Tipsy Tommy. Tipsy oh. Tommy taking dinghy rides down in Tampa. Um, you so are anyway. amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I'm hearing that a lot lately. Uh, so anyway, they have this parade. People get drunk. Matt's Stafford's drunk, and they end up on this large stage in downtown LA where they're all they all give speeches to a big crowd. So at one moment during this, there was a Rams photographer, a woman who was on the edge of the stage taking pictures, and Matt Stafford was up towards the front of the stage, and this photographer just fell off the stage. Oh, and it was like wow. it was like a 20-foot, 15, 20-foot drop. Wow. So instantly Ouch. what I know. Yeah. So instantly what happened is the, the they have video of it, and there's video of Matt Stafford standing right there watching her fall and then turning away like, I don't want to have anything to do with that. <laughs> it oh, sucks no. for her, but that's oh, no. not my problem. So the internet instantly attacks yeah. Matt Stafford for this sort of like what they perceive as like kind of cowardly behavior. What, like what was he supposed to do? But it, so it turns out the woman gets funnier. She uh, wait. Fractured. Can I just stop you for yeah. one second? Because I yeah. I knew he said something in that moment as well. Yeah. And I just found the quote. Yeah. Two word quote. Watched her fall, and he said, "I'm out." <laughs> <laughs> I've never related to anyone more in the NFL than Matt Stafford at that moment. So she fell, and it turns out that uh, you know, sadly. She uh, fractured her spine, um, wow. or as or as uh, Brian Atteen might say, Goldie. <laughs> she broke her back. <laughs> Doc says I broke my back. Uh, <clears throat> so anyway, Doc says I broke my back. <laughs> so. The internet gets together, gangs up on Matt Stafford, says, you coward, you jerk, how dare you walk away. They also start a GoFundMe for this woman and her medical bills. They raise $50,000 instantly. And then Matt Stafford, reacting to the backlash against him, is like, screw you guys, I'm going to pay for all of her medical procedures. So now she's got her procedures paid for, she's got a GoFundMe for 50 grand, then... 
Here comes the Reservoir Dogs part. <laughs> the last part of this story is the internet instantly also unearths a, a treasure trove of ridiculously racist tweets oh, from no. this photographer woman oh, no. <laughs> where, where she, you know, there, there's anti-Asian slurs, there's the N-word. It's like a, a, just a ridiculous They're bonanza. And then looking at it like she dug in on it, too. That yes. people were like, hey, don't do that. And she's like, why are you also a beep, 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 yeah, beep? Yeah. Yes. Wow. So it's all awful. But Goldie, that struck me as a story that is like tailor-made for you. No winners. Everybody loses. Yeah. No, nothing works. Well... <laughs> Everyone's terrible. The argument for Matt Stafford's side, and I'm not, I'm not claiming it's a great argument, but it's one I kind of understand, oh, yeah. um, that just because your field of view happens to catch a disaster, <laughs> that you're somehow responsible for it. Right. Like, had you, had you been turned... 90 degrees in a different direction and you didn't see it. No one expects anything of you. It's a coincidence that happened near you that, right. but because you saw it, now <laughs> you're, it's like every person on the freeway when they see a wreck can't stop for the wreck. Like, right. oh, someone's presumably hurt and they right. need help that you want to train professionally there. The, the second thing in his defense, if someone falls, you're not supposed to touch them. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't think he could. He was so far away. I mean, she's like 20 feet below. So, Uh, I mean, he shouldn't have said, I'm out. That was his mistake. Like the thing to do if I were in the situation is I'm no matter what happens in front of me, I can pretend I didn't see it or hear it or whatever. Like that's just, yeah, I walk through life pretending not to hear or see it. In case it happens, I don't want to be on the hook. I mean, when I had a giant bike accident in the park, you know what most people did? They walked by. Oh, wow. They just saw a guy. And I'm like, what do you expect? Like, you just go, what's, what's he supposed to do? Yeah. 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 Well, in my defense for your bike accident, I laughed. I didn't walk on by. <laughs> I was not there. I just laughed. The, um, second, the, the second thing is the guy spent 10 years on the Detroit Lions. He's used to averting his eyes from a disaster. <laughs> like... This is how he compartmentalizing is how he survived (laughs) the rest of his career. That's a Johnny joke. I can't believe you just wasted it here. That's so funny. Oh, my God. But it is weird because, like, we hold these quarterbacks up to be heroes. (laughs) I know you don't. Especially after hearing what what, what a guy did this morning with this comment. Oh, Tom Brady? Yes, and I'm supposed (laughs) to respect him now? (laughs) He's just walking around. Seeing like comedy videos and going, well, that's amazing. <laughs> no, 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 not not you, that. You, 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 you as are. in me. You, you are not even your. Like, yeah, you, you are. are amazing. It's almost like you are so beautiful. It's, it's like in insane. between. You are amazing and watching a woman fracture her spine. Is there any reasonable behavior from a quarterback this week? <laughs> They're all off the rails. Just I love totally. it. <laughs> just get me the person who knows how to be a human being. Yeah, there aren't many of them left. Uh, anyway, well, I, th- I thought that was a funny story. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It's it's incredible on all aspects. And it, I, I, I just like... Like, this is why people shouldn't be leaping to comment about stuff as yeah. it happens. And and secondly, anyone who has a tweet older than two months up Just gets it. what they deserve. <laughs> like, yes, you shouldn't be tweeting that stuff. But also, like. You got to just delete your feed. Don't get attached. You don't need to leave a record yeah. of agree. yourself. 
Like, don't be an idiot. Just delete everything. I forget who it was. There was some comedian recently who we follow who she was somehow outed for something and, like, went through some weird controversy because of all of her tweets and blah, blah, blah. So that was the moment where I said, bye-bye, 10,000 tweets. I just said, I'm getting rid of of everything from the past. And, I mean, because 10 years ago, you know, women weren't as important as they are today. Oh, Let's just be honest. Delete that. Delete that. <laughs> I'm just saying. Move they, on. They, <laughs> so I wanted to get rid of any evidence of things that I had said. That I had a lot of tweets back in, like, 2010 that started with, like, ladies and, like, little <laughs> condescending <laughs> remarks. So they're all gone. Yeah. <laughs> well, no one has ever received a benefit from an old tweet. No. no one's feed has been gone through and, and someone said, you know, hold up. Look at this, this person old. said this in 2012 <laughs> and they deserve all the credit. Now. <laughs> right. Give them money. Yeah. It's, it, it can only, especially if you do what we do. Yeah. Yeah. It can only hurt you where people go. Remember you said this and you go, I don't remember. I don't even remember what I've said on this podcast. <laughs> right. Much less pre me having kids in 2010. Yeah. When I used to drink and get on there all the time? No, I don't know. <laughs> well, you, to remind you what you said on this podcast, last week you said Tootsie was just okay. So I just want to remind people <laughs> that you said by that. It. Yeah. Yes. Stand by. Yes. Um, so While well, we're to, talking about sports, yeah. Uh, yeah. can I bring up one thing? Because it's, it's topical awesome. and it, it, no one will want to talk about it next week. But I want yeah. to talk about the NBA slam dunk contest. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> this is something that I grew up loving. Me too. Yeah. I want to fix it. Ooh. Fix it, please. You know, when it we grew up, it was, it was Michael Jordan taking oh. off from the foul yes. line. Oh. The, yes. the human Brown. highlight film. Dominique, Dominique Wilkins, the yes. double clutch. Yes. <laughs> Boom. D, D. Brown pumping up his rebound. Oh, and he pumped up. I mean, that was the good version of Cole Anthony putting on hiking boots for five minutes, which, which was ridiculous. That was terrible. Spud Webb had oh, yeah. the poster. Oh, yes. Love it. So yes. this is... The format clearly needs rejuvenation. And and here's my proposal. Okay. You, next to the basket that the NBA players are dunking on. Yeah. You have a six-foot hoop, and you open it up to civilian competitors. <laughs> I love and that. And the winner of the NBA one has to take on the civilian one. And so I'm thinking there's an American Idol-style search for dunkers. So we vet them cool. this way. We make a reality show. But we take the the most charismatic awesome. slam dunk judges, and then we send them around the country looking for fresh dunkers. Love and we it. bring four of those people to the event to Amazing. as civilians. And the civilians want to win the dunk championship belt. It's like pro wrestling from the NBA. Yeah. Now, what's in it for the NBA people? First, like it, it it's a disgrace to lose the league yes. title. Yeah. Yes. To, Defend just turf. a civilian. But you also go. Either the winner gets a million dollars flat out, which is, I think, still a lot of money to anyone. Because it's like, why yeah. would the good people do it? Or are we just going to get Ob Toppin and you right. know Cole oh. Anthony? Or like, we want the best people. Right. Um, or you say, look, any big celebrity has their own bullshit charity, right? That yes. they go like, I'm doing charity. It's like you're not as good as the Red Cross. You don't do this. You're not right. as good as UNICEF or Oxfam America, <laughs> but you want the vanity, you want the shine of being charitable. So you open up your own charity 
there's like 40% goes to administration and then you buy a couple soccer nets for kids and you say like, but they all want a million dollars for their bullshit charity. And yes. make sense. So you do that. You go, we'll do a million to your bullshit charity. And then you, you know, the civilians compete on a six or eight foot rim against yeah, eight, the eight, NBA eight foot, people. Eight foot. Eight foot. Fine. Yeah. Tell me the flaws in this plan. Oh, I love it. No. I love that plan. And I think you might even be able to do regulation hoop. There are a lot of amazing dunkers yeah. out there. But I like the the eight-foot thing opens it up to almost anybody. It opens it creative. up to different ages because you go, like, women. it's more exciting to go. It's like the Susan Boyle of dunking. You go, right. this person is 50, <laughs> they're out of shape or whatever, but somehow they're an yeah. incredible dunker yes. in spite of their appearance. Like, yeah. you want that. I love this plan. Yeah. I love this plan. And, and you know, I happen to be kind of like Tom Brady, pretty good friends with Adam Silver. I'll, I'll float it. Is this true? I'll okay. float it with Adam Silver, Okay. My, my good buddy Adam. Is this true? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I look was... forward to Adam Silver telling you you are amazing. <laughs> yes, oh, please. he's already done that, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Uh, no, I, I happen to be seated next to Adam Silver in an event, so I like to call him uh, my good friend. Oh, wow. We, we talked for like an hour. Let's have him on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll be easy. <laughs> All right. Did we did we shake everything out we wanted to shake out I up top? So. Oh, wait. Yeah. Okay. I wanted, can I? Yeah. JC, go ahead. How, yeah. How's the band going? Yeah. I want to tell, I talk about my show. I had, a, I had the oh, first yeah. show with Perry and Etty Farrell, and um, it was amazing. I was, it was way more than I expected it to be in terms of production. They, he completely surprised the band. It was, I kept calling it like a circus, but then like my one of my best friends, uh, Julie Potash, was like, it sounds like it was sort of a burlesque show, and I was like, oh wait, I think that's oh. exactly what it was like. There was oh. a group of women dancers just jumped onto stage and started like jiggling and dancing, and it was hey. there are people on stilts. There are people. <laughs> it was so exciting and different, and it wasn't your typical live show. It was like what an, type of music is this? So it's Perry Farrell's music. So we is say it, does it James. sound like Jane's Addiction? Or is yeah, it, well, is we it played rock, or is it sort of? So it's like a combination of Jane's and Porno for Pyro's songs. And then the Kind Heaven orchestra songs are like pop, rock, and, you know, he's trying to be sort of half rock, half like synth pop or synth rock. So okay. it's still pretty much Love just it. rock. And if Are you going me, on tour? Or? Not that I not that I know of because I I can't go on tour, but I know that he wants to do a residency start I think here in LA, so maybe once a month. Oh, um, that's good. Yeah, so that would be great. It was yeah, it was really. I've never been a part of something that was kind of interesting. I mean, I have, I have but like... You've never been a part of something that's kind <laughs> of interesting? Oh, my God. What a incredible. shot across our bow. <laughs> I knew once I said wow. it home. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I meant, like... Oh. And, you know, just, just every band yeah, I've ever a part of. work with talented too. people? Like, what's that like? <laughs> oh, my God. Editing's going to have... I'm going to have to do some editing here, but... <laughs> but J- JC, can we talk about the um, the costume confusion, so, shall yes. we say, on the I, internet? Yes. Okay, so <laughs> Stu made this awesome post of the shows. And, you know, he said, it was amazing also performing with my wife, right? So this is in the caption. So the first photo is Stu looking amazing. Um, and then, like a singular photo of him. The second photo is Etty Farrell 
in the front wearing a long red dress, looking gorgeous with her hand up in the air, and yeah. then Stu behind her. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I before I said anything to Stu, I forgot to say something to Stu about it. He posted it, and I went, I bet people are going to think that that's me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and <Nicole>. People sure <laughs> did. <laughs> I got so many like DMs saying, you look amazing. And like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure they don't know that that is not me. And I know. I, and I got I a fell text. Into, I fell into that trap. I got a text from Alec. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if I have to like air out what you said, but you basically. No, 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 go this ahead. This is why I, I never, I never remark on anyone's appearance. No, but ever. I remarked, I remarked that Privately. I was wrong. Right. Like I, rem- I remarked to JC, I was you like. You gotta, you gotta Stafford it out, buddy. <laughs> you don't see I'm anything. I don't know I'm what out. happens right in front of me, whether it's good or bad. Okay. So I found the text. It says, okay, so racist me thought you were in the red dress. Your yeah. outfit is totally tame by comparison. Yes. Because, oh, I had to shit on your outfit. Well, no, no, tame. I kept, I kept... Hi, I'm a racist. <laughs> your outfit was nothing. Well, but I think because what I kind text. of made sorry, kind of a big deal out of, oh, I don't want to dress like slutty or whatever. And... I didn't. Yeah. I got to wear a leather jacket the whole time. They basically were just tired of, of fighting me on it. And then they ended up putting an S&M harness over mm. my... Over oh, my harness. <laughs> you know, I always... I object to those two things always being bundled. Like, what if you're only into M? <laughs> It's true though, you're right. S or M. There you go. Have SRM. SRM. Right. Or M. B BDSM. A package deal. <laughs> Which one are you into, Goldie? Just M. I don't have the energy. <laughs> JC, I'll just say that in my defense, in that photo, you're not looking at the face. Right. That was exactly. <laughs> so, and then so my it mind just like, gets worse. Yeah. Well, Bazonga Stop town. talking. Stop what talking, talking about, about it. And then Stu had a really good comment about it. He said, "Hey, you didn't have to end up dressing like this for people to think you dress like this." <laughs> right. Like, so That's it's right. A win-win for Get all. Get all the benefits. I feel like again by saying nothing. <laughs> I've come out of this the best. Unscathed. Yeah, uh, as I'm usual. Out. As usual. Awesome, awesome. Heroically. All right, well, I think we're out. Congrats, JC, Thank on you. that yes. show. That sounds awesome. I look awesome. forward to seeing it when I gain the courage to yes, leave my house. I will, uh, I, know. I will invite you and put you on our one, list. And... One bright day in 2025 when right. we decide to come out for air. No one, we, by, we, by the way, no one wants to see me backstage. It'll bum everyone out. Wait, Patrick. Who our fans are. Fun. No, Patrick Clark came and he was backstage. Wow. That was a great, I mean. Oh, why is Goldie the Patrick Clark no, comparison? Saying, Come on. Way, that's saying, just so no, obvious. it's not. The, <laughs> I didn't put that together. Why, no. is he bald? Yes. <laughs> sure, okay. No, but you're very different people. You know what? I'll, uh, I'll just catch it on Instagram. Cool. <laughs> I'm amazing on there, I'm told. By some pretty important people. Um, all right, so congrats, JC. Thank you. Uh, congrats, Matt Stafford. <laughs> and, uh, Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch 
Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Let's, uh, let's roll right in to Johnny Jokes. How's that in your eardrum, folks? Um, all right. You know what? caused an accident. I got a little Great. vocal fry today, but I, <clears throat> I wanted to start off today. Uh, very dry. I know. It's dry up here it's where dry. I am. Very dry. Um, I wanted to start off today with a, uh, with a Kilby. I'm going to oh, start wow. off with a Craig Whoa. Kilborn. We're going to oh, do wow. a, this from the days of writing. Hey, let's check the news. All right. Here we go. Our top story in la-di-da news. England's Queen Elizabeth has contracted COVID. Yeah, doctors say the symptoms are mild and that she should be up and sitting on her ass in no time. (laughs) All right, and then we roll right into a norm. Oh, wow. Right into a norm. Right off of Kilby into a a norm. Uh, Justin Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber has canceled several Las Vegas concert dates after he too contracted COVID, a uh, spokesman for the forever young pop star said he most likely got the virus from banging Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> 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 All right, now, now we go back into Johnny. <clears throat> All right, Johnny's here with a little something in his throat. Johnny's had one too many Winston 100s this week. Okay. Uh, in an attempt to end the ongoing trucker protests... Uh, Canadian authorities have frozen the assets of those involved. And while the freezing of assets is generally a complicated process, in Canada they just put them out in the yard overnight. (laughs) (laughs) And and finally... A very very good joke. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, Finally, uh, after a high-speed chase at sea, Miami authorities have seized three tons of cocaine... Yeah, it's a lot. A police spokesman said the department is proud of the two-ton seizure, and that's one ton of cocaine that won't be hitting the streets. Uh, all right. That's, my Second friend job. is a nice batch. Thank you, Good sir. Job. Appreciate it. Bumper crop. Okay, here we go. Well, there is trouble in the Ukraine. Ooh. We've all heard about this. It's a it's an imbroglio, folks. <laughs> But on a phone call yesterday, President Joe Biden promised swift, decisive action if Putin so much as threatened the Ukraine. Then the president hung up the phone and swiftly and decisively fell asleep. <laughs> okay. On a new, in a new documentary called The Tinder Swindler... <laughs> Expose the fraud of a man who lies on dates to impress women. Yep, uh, one down, four billion to go. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. All right. 
Uh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk says that anyone who moves into his planned colony on Mars will have to subsist entirely on a vegan diet. Yeah. Uh, You know you can just eat salad here, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Final. Final. Gas in Los Angeles has now risen to $6 a gallon. Wow. Yeah, folks. It's, It's so expensive... How, How expensive, expensive is, is it? it? It's so expensive, movie star Tiffany Haddish has switched to drunk walking. Those were great. Great. Those were great. Great job, great. guys. That was fun. Thank you. Thank you, JC. And that's over for another week. Woo! Oh, God. What? It was it nutty, my friend. You know, I've, I calculated the other day that, Goldie, we've done 250 Carson wow. jokes. <laughs> wow. No. Oh, oh, to, to, together, yes. Yeah, total, total. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, and that's Almost that's as basically... many as Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> no, almost as many as Johnny in a week, basically. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Bumper crop, as, as Goldie said, of Johnny's <laughs> today. That was very yeah. fun. Well done. Yeah, yeah so we're going to get to uh, part three of our probably 10-part Mike Royce email <laughs> breakdown <laughs> in, in a minute here. But I just wanted to take a second to thank a couple of people. A few weeks ago, we talked about how my wife, uh, being environmentally conscious, has switched our family to bamboo toilet paper. Oh, yeah, and right. uh, I believe the the term I used was uh, my, my asshole looks like a Braveheart battlefield. And that <laughs> continues to be the case. Conti- and, and I sort of fluctuated. Is it a Braveheart battlefield? Is it a Civil War battlefield? I don't know. But it's, it's a battlefield, to be sure. Right. So people heard that. And there's a woman, and I'm going to Call her out directly, Julie Rocket. And I, I had the actual the, ch- the chance to meet her in Boston. Oh, wow. Julie Rocket came to, uh, I was appearing in uh, Bitch Sesh Live, the Casey right. Wilson uh, podcast about the breakdown of uh, Real Housewives. So I, they, apparently there were no guests available in Boston area, so they asked me to come and do it. <laughs> and so I showed up there, and when I showed up, there was a little bag waiting for me at the door. And it was from this woman, Julie Rocket, and it was simply wow. one roll of two-ply <laughs> toilet paper. Wow. And so, wow. so Julie, uh, and there was a note, a nice note in there. Julie, I appreciate it. It immediately got thrown into service. Nice. It, it died a hero. I'll tell you that much. Thank God for that. And then not, so nice. not two days later, I got a package in the mail from uh, it was from Bellingham, Washington. So I know it's one of my dad's friends from up okay. there because that's where he lives. And we know could, it's not him because he doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he, he listens every yeah, week, and he'll he'll hear that. <laughs> Say, "You want to tell Goldie? I do listen every week. I'm listening to that crap." Anyway, we, I got a package in the mail had two rolls of toilet paper in it along with some candy for my daughter and a note that was just like very nice but anonymous, didn't sign who it was. So wow. I thought it was this one gentleman named uh, Richard, Richard uh, Moses, who's a very nice guy. And I asked him, not him. So I don't know who it was. Somebody up in Bellingham sent wow. me another two rolls of toilet paper that anonymous. instantly went into service. Wow. And I appreciate that. Thank Can you. Can I tell you something that may yes. or may not blow your mind? I, I can't <laughs> tell yet. Yeah, I think I met Julie Rocket like 28 years ago. Really? I what? think she's a friend of my friend Mona. I believe they went to high school together because it's a name you're not going to forget, right? Yeah. No. Rocket. And I think I just met her 
through my friend at some point. I believe it. Well, she wow. was very nice, very sweet, and I found out she went to Windsor. That she, yeah, she's my friend's friend. <gasps> Wait, so I met this person. Yeah, I got goosebumps just thinking about it. I have goosebumps. I really world. do. I do. I mean, I meet this person. They somehow hear about your bloody asshole. <laughs> and then decades later, they give you one roll of toilet paper. Like, you couldn't write this. <laughs> there, you she also, wouldn't write this. No, why would you? You wouldn't want to. No one would want to read it or hear about it. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. So, uh, Ms. Rocket, yeah. thank you very much. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, anyway, that was awesome. And now, uh, as as we teased before, let's get into a little more of uh, let's, can we call him our peer? No, he's our superior, Mike yeah. Royce. Yeah, he's our he's our our, our mentor, superior, whatever he in is. In a just world, he'd be our boss. Exactly right. Okay. So okay. let's get back into Mike Royce's email where he discusses our breakdown of the Cheers pilot that we did um, maybe about a month ago. Yeah. So, okay. uh, JC, take it away. Okay, here we are. Okay. Finally, I would just say that while Sumner is technically schmuckbait, in this case, that term obscures a good thing because sometimes you want the audience to have an idea of what is going to happen in order to empathize with the character. We now feel for Diane and are rooting for her now, and it doesn't matter that we see what's coming. In fact, in this case, it's an asset. Okay, let's cut it off there. That's just about enough of that. <laughs> so um, <laughs> to, to remind people, boy, whew, thank you, Mike, a very complete breakdown. So to, to remind you of the names that mean nothing to you now, Sumner is Diane Chambers, you know, Shelley Long's fiance in the pilot of Cheers. And we see the fact that he's going to be leaving her by the end of the pilot. Uh, and, and I think Mike was saying that we, we called it schmuck bait on the show because you know what's going to happen. But Mike is pointing out, and he's right, that sometimes schmuck bait can be presented in a way that is artful and humorous. So you, you're you not really even aware that right. you're, you're yes. you know, You're not treated like you're bait. stupid. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, Mike. Even though we, we just called you a schmuck three times. <laughs> three times. <laughs> here, so, schmucky, schmucky. Come here, schmucky. Munch on Sumner. That looks delicious. You're so stupid. You think she's actually going to marry him and never appear in the show again, you dumb idiot. You fucking schmuck. <laughs> well, they're, they're dealing with 1982 Bostonians, so they're not that. Wait a second. She didn't go with Sumner and then leave and then with the show's just about the people in the bar <laughs> what it's i love that that's like alabama watching the cheers pilot i love that i love that well so Darlene, come in here get in here watch this show about the bar um so Mike, she's gonna end up with that sumner right? <laughs> sumner's a name that i can really relate to so, Mike Royce, thank, thank you. you again for for providing this this seemingly endless content for us. We'll, we'll uh, see when we when we reach the end of yeah. uh, of that email. We appreciate it. We appreciate the breakdown we, from a real writer. Yeah, are we going to talk about Goldie's name? Where that came from? Where Goldie? Comes oh yeah, from? we got that email. I mean, do oh, we yeah. do we want to do the email? That? Yeah, I mean, no, we, we, but we know what the email is because we've teased right at the beginning, I think in the first episode of this podcast, that Goldie, we, the show is called uh, With Goldie in the Sulk. It refers to you as Goldie, but you also go by the name Julius Sharp. 
That's right. And so That's people right. kind of were curious about that. And I said, there's actually a, a good story there. So Goldie, why don't you take part of this or take, take this story away? Cause I, I played a small part in like the sort of reveal of this, but I get it. You ahead. have this toilet paper. You want to go take a shit and wipe your ass. With yeah. It's killing me. And for the okay, record, it was Kelly Rector who, who last emailed about it. She, she wanted to know about your name. And this is okay. our second email that we've yes. uh, acknowledged yeah. from her. So, so thank you. So we're being buried in emails about this. So <laughs> to clear this up and I want to apologize up top. I've created an incredibly confusing situation not intentionally but here's how it came to be okay so my name is jonathan goldblatt i'm not trying to hide that i'm jewish i'm not trying to hide anything i i don't particularly like being called jonathan it's just not something i'm into i it's fine what's your middle name david oh that's a good middle name all right i like that yeah i was actually uh named after a kid at mit who my dad met who uh, was a young man who died in 1972 and he was like a very insp- inspired by this kid. Oh, wow. that's nice. So that's, that's nice. nice. Yeah, but sure. So gr- growing up, my parents called me John or Jonathan or Johnny, but like most of my friends called me Goldblatt or Goldie. Mm. I was mostly known by my last name. So I just kind of became accustomed to being called Goldblatt or Goldie. And then, so I was doing stand-up in New York. This is, you know, I'm 22 years old, and I, I'm doing it under the name Jonathan Goldblatt. And I was doing an open mic at a place called, I think, DTUT. I don't know if that exists anymore, but this is a horrible, DTUT stood for downtown, uptown. It's a horrible open mic, but at that time... As we've discussed on the podcast, the comedy boom had ended the second we went on stage for <laughs> yep. the first time, and yep. we would scrounge for any opportunity to get in front yes. of an audience. Can we to... make a can we make a side note about DTUT's MC sure. Sean? Remember him? Well, he, who... he plays an integral part in the story. Okay, go oh, ahead, go cool. ahead. No, I was well, going to say I was going to say that Sean was a guy that, and I think you were a part of this. I certainly know I was. It, it, I don't know. You're a little more mature than I am, so maybe you weren't. But we used to feed him fake names in the most juvenile sense. Oh, this am I, is what where am the I, story okay. is going, kind of. So Sean right, was dumb. <laughs> oh no, yes. Sean yes. was not smart. No, Rod I don't stupid. know what happened to him. He probably drowned in a rainstorm or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. drowned. So in a he pump. ran this mic though, but and so we all had to pretend Sean is this great friend of ours, but he right. sucked and he was stupid. So, <laughs> oh man, uh, I was doing this show, and then I I got in like a fight with someone in the audience who was heckling, and I got banned from the show, and. <laughs> So my stand-up buddy, this guy Dan Steinberg, and I were leaving the show, and he said, you know, it's too bad you got banned because it's pretty hard to get stage time. And I said, the guy who runs this show, Sean, is so stupid. I bet I can come back next week under a different name, and he won't even remember that he banned me. And my friend was like, all right, he's stupid, but he's not that stupid. He is that stupid. So we bet $20. So then this story's amazing. I oh come back the next week and I I pick the name Julius Sharp. So Julius comes from my dad's name was Julius. And I think it's a cool name and it's not one you hear a great deal right. anymore. No. But like Julius Irving, Groucho Marx's name was Julius. So I, I thought that was attention grabbing. Yeah. yeah and then I name. picked the name Sharp because of the uh, football player Sterling Sharp. Yeah, which I thought was a cool name. Yes. Um. So I and then I put them together, and I was like Julius Sharp, 
And I went up and I won the bet because the guy didn't remember banning me, even though it had only been seven days. And I did stand up. But I realized, like, I really liked doing it under a different name because I felt like I wasn't myself in a good way. Meaning I could just be, I could start from zero with Julius Sharp. There's nothing attached to him. And I also felt that, like, no one is ever going to buy tickets to a Jonathan Goldblatt show. Like, that's incomprehensible that you would go... Honey, I just spent $150. We're seeing Jonathan Goldblatt tonight. Like, that's wowing nobody. But you hear, like, Julius Sharp. It's like, well, that sounds like something, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So yes. I just started using the name Julius Sharp. But then I met several people through stand-up who, you know, hearing that name get announced, just thought that was my name and were using it. And I didn't feel like correcting everyone all the time that like, actually my name's Jonathan Goldblatt, but people don't even call me Jonathan. They call me Goldie. And it it leads to this long explanation. So then cut to, I'm doing stand-up seven or eight years under the name Julius Sharp. I'm just trying to do stand-up pretty much. And then we've kind of gone over a little bit, although maybe someday we can go over in greater detail how I got the job at Craig Kilborn and how you got it, whatever. But I, you know, I submitted my packet under Julius Sharp and they hired me. Right. And then I registered the name Julius Sharp with the Writers Guild, figuring I'm not really a writer. I'm going to get fired after my first 13 (laughs) weeks cycle on the show. But then if you Google Julius Sharp, which is my professional name, you will see I have been a writer. So I just say my name's Julius Sharp, register it with the guild. And then from there, it's like, I don't want to change it. And then it's like, I know I've created this untenable confusing situation i don't expect anyone to call me julius but i put it on scripts because that's my name with the guild yeah and i don't want anyone calling me jonathan i like people calling me goldie so then that somehow got compressed into julius goldie sharp which seems like the best way of dealing with this but like if i had my way i don't want people thinking about me or speaking to me at all (laughs) and i just hope to one day cut bait with the name julius sharp and just literally fade into the distance and as matthew stafford said i'll say i'm out (laughs) you're Ah. like the jewish man with no name the clint eastwood character the man with no name but but so goldie but let me possibly the most exciting part of this story at least from my point of view was when so you had you had been writing on Kilborn and then the, the the Ferguson debacle came through and and you know there was a shakeup there so you weren't writing there anymore yeah. and I was at that point had been at Family Guy for a couple of years and we were always looking for new funny writers and I kept telling Seth I'm like this guy John Goldblatt he's so funny I think you're gonna think he's hilarious and you know Seth it it either it clicks with him or it doesn't and maybe he had the same reaction to the name that you think all these fans would have about buying a $150 ticket Seth was like I'm not hiring a John Goldblatt but so I kept bringing you up whenever there was a cycle of like we need a new writer so to no avail then one day Seth came to me independently and he was like can uh, I interrupt you because I think I know where you're going I think you're missing one step Okay, Which is go ahead. That Fill we it were in. at the Brass Monkey Karaoke Bar, which is where we used to go and hang out. And Seth yes. was there. And then Seth, the next weekend, was hosting some sort of like Canadian video game awards. Oh. And so no one at Family Guy wanted to write him jokes for this for free. Oh. So then you said, hey, I'm going up to Seth's house tomorrow to write jokes for this thing. Will you go and help? And of course, I had, you know, I didn't have 
wife or kids and I was living by myself and I was like, I'll go up there. Sure. What do I care? Yeah. So I went up there and he thought my name was Goldie at that point. He knew me as, as Goldie or yes. John yeah. So that day at his house, and you don't remember this, but I do. I was funnier than I've ever been before. Or <laughs> I something. remember like, that. I was yes. on friggin' fire for some wow. reason. And yeah, so well, he you had a are. very positive impression of me from that encounter. Awesome. T- totally right. And and by the way, I do remember that. And you were often on fire. But even f- by, you were like Steph Curry in the All-Star game. Nice. That day. You were like 16 <laughs> like some weird... Thing happened. Where I yes. So anyway, you were you were touched by Hashem that day, and you were <laughs> delivering all the jokes. And so then, cut to just probably probably only a couple months after that, where Seth came to me after I had been touting you, and he knew who you were, kind of. And he came to me one day at the office, and he said, uh, "I just re- I read this really really funny uh, spec script. Um, do do you happen to know a, a a writer named Julius Sharp? And I was it was like the Kaiser Soze moment, and, totally. and you know I was just like John Goldblatt is Julius Sharp. <laughs> so that's how everything kind of coalesced. Thank God, finally. Yeah. Well, there's a tag to this story too. Yes, because then Seth came to me and said, "Hey, I want to hire you." You have your choice. You can write for the Cleveland show or Family Guy. And I said, you know, Family Guy's been on six years. I, I don't know how much time it has left. I'm going to go with the Cleveland show because it's new. And thereby probably depriving myself oh. in that one decision of millions of dollars. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, yep. By the way, you and you and John Viner, who was not asked to be part of this podcast, made the same decision. John Viner left Family Guy. He's like, I want to go to the Cleveland no, show. No, John Viner. The story gets better. John Viner traded me his Family Guy job for my Cleveland show job. Oh, like, right. It was, Seth said, Viner is so great. If he leaves Family Guy, then I need to go to Cleveland. I need to take Goldie and move yes. him from Cleveland Family Guy. So we switched jobs. Oh, my God. Why would he leave? Oh, blunder after blunder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor John. It's like the only yeah. one who can save me from my blunders is someone making a greater blunder. <laughs> like at no point was skill or judgment exercised. <laughs> Oh uh, well, that so I hope for you listeners that 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 answers the question and me. of there's why a, now I know. there's Goldie, there's Julius Sharp. It's uh, great. So they're they're all the same hilarious yeah. person. Um, uh, you know what? I think we were supposed to do a topic this week, and we we're yeah. going to talk about show running and being a showrunner and and being the boss. But I feel like we've had so much fun. Yeah. That yes. In the tradition. <laughs> Yes. Of lazy writing. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm going to let yes. us go home early yeah. and say, let's not do a topic today. Go like, be sharp. Go be sharp. Let's just present what we did as our work oh. and hope everyone enjoys it. Yeah. Wait, hold on. I just thought of something. Can we do this? Goldie Sharp. Goldie Sharp. I love that. It was like getting let out early. That was great. I want to give the audience the one carrot we have as writers, which is the off, off chance that someone will say we can go home. (laughs) Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Love that. Well, then, let good. I, you don't have to tell me twice. Let's roll right into Top 5. Top 5. Oh, Mr. Brody, that's us singing, and we love it. Oh, my God, best thing we'll ever do. Thank you, Mr. Brody. Oh All right. So the topic this week, which I suggested uh, a swirling controversy around it, is the top five best dying lines. <laughs> and we had to sort of clarify during the week this can be dying lines of a character in a movie, a character on a TV show, or a real person. So who would so like to again, go first? Anything. 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 <laughs> anything said before dying. Yes. Anything right before yeah. expiring. Yes. Uh, who, who would like to get their dying lines out of the way first? I'm... I'll go. Okay, JC, okay. go ahead. Um, my number five is Buddy Rich. Ooh, the drummer. Yeah, the drummer. Um, he went into surgery. The nurse asks him, is there anything you can't take? And he says, yeah, country music. <laughs> <laughs> and then he died in surgery. He died in surgery. <laughs> oh, that's a great way to yeah. go out. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Goldie. <laughs> no, it's, it's just... <laughs> Then the people he made the joke to fucked him and killed him on the table. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm a country music I fan, asshole. <laughs> Oops. I, yeah, the doctor's I, last words that day. Whoops. <laughs> Dr. Kenny Rogers, please report to surgery. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so I sort of was all over the place between Good. life and... Okay, yeah, because so, again, anything. Yes, no, true. Anything before dying, yes. Okay, so um, number four is not Penny's boat. Charlie says this in Lost right before he dies. Oh. If you, if you are a Lost fan, you have goosebumps right now. <laughs> oh, I got goosebumps just thinking about it. <laughs> I never, I watched one episode of Lost ever. It was the second to last one. Oh. I don't, I don't know why. You should watch the pilot because it's brilliant. Yeah. But everybody who talks about Lost, they're like, season one's amazing. Season two is awful. Season three was great. Season four was the worst. You know, it's yeah, like, I don't, I'm not true. in for that. Yeah. Right. It's like it's owning true. Bitcoin. Yeah. I'm rich or poor. I'm rich or poor. It's good. It's bad. It's good. It's bad. <laughs> Um, number three is Don't Cry For Me, I'm Already Dead, is Barney in the Simpsons Film Festival. Oh, it what? Is, oh, it is so good. I don't remember um, that. What is, is that an episode? There's an episode of a film festival, and there are all these submissions, and his, his is extremely dramatic, and his last dying line in the movie is... I love that. Don't Cry For Me, I'm Already Dead. Um, number two, this one very niche for me is corn nuts from Heather's. <laughs> <laughs> I've almost died from eating corn nuts every time I eat corn nuts for real. And I get Trader Joe's makes these jumbo ones. Yes. And like I can feel them forming a ball in my throat. Oh, this and no. milk duds have almost killed me. Oh, no, countless no, I don't like times. It. And then I, I keep 
it tricks you into thinking the way to get rid of this is to eat, eat another more. one and mash oh. it in there. But then you have to take water and you hope yes. that it pushes it yes. down. But it, it, it hurts. that moment. I mean, this might be, you talk about S. S and M or S or M as I talk about. This might be a version of that. It's like right. I'm not getting you enough keep... air, put in more corn nuts. And corn we've nuts. talked about this before. I'm that way with triscuits. It's oh, just yeah. like pile oh, yeah. all, pile so... all the hay in my throat that you can't. <laughs> okay, and then no... oh, that's why their slogan, as I've told you, should be triscuits worth the trisk. Ooh, oh my god, that's so good. Oh, trisky business. <laughs> Love that. Okay, my number one, number one. At 50, everyone has the face he deserves. George Orwell, who then died at 46. (laughs) Whoa. I didn't know that was was his parting shot. That's great. Boy, what an author. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, how about, well, I'll go. And then, Goldie, you can bring bring up the rear and announce your topic the next week. Okay. Uh, Number five for me is a line, and I, I won't be able to do the accent right, I would have liked to have seen Montana. That's Sam Neill's dying line in The Hunt for Red October, which is just a, he gives a really nice speech earlier in the movie, because basically, if you remember that movie, it's a Russian submarine, they're defecting to the US. And Sam Neill has this whole speech to Sean Connery, how he would like to live in Montana and have a big American (laughs) wife. And he gets shot and he, as he's dying, he says, I would have liked to have seen Montana, which was very nice. Number four, as we mentioned on the show last week, Rosebud. (laughs) Rosebud from Citizen Kane. It's just, it's great because, listen, people have wildly mixed opinions about that movie because they think it's boring, it's black and white, why is everyone making me watch it? It's a fucking fantastic movie. And I think that that enigmatic word, like, launches the whole thing. And you're trying to figure out what he meant by that. Did you, you, this is an interesting fact, you know, like, in the first draft, what the line was? Oh, no. Is this a joke or real? This is real. Let's hear Guys, I miss my sled. <laughs> Shut up. I miss that my was, sled, guys. That wasn't real. Guys. That wasn't real. Guys, come here. I'm thinking about my sled right now. I'm about to die and I really miss my toboggan. <laughs> I love, I admire your commitment when I asked you, is this real? And you said, yes. <laughs> you lied right well, to It's not going to work if I go, no, it's fake. And then I do the joke. I know. I thought it was very good. Very funny. Oh, by the way, that, that movie was written by uh, Mank, right? So everybody oh. talks about Mank, and they, 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 they made us sit, sit through that movie last year, Mank. Um, so anyway, Didn't make Mank, this guy sit through it. Popped know, well, it out. I, I did. Uh, anyway, Mank's, I believe, grandson is uh, Josh Mankiewicz, uh, Dateline correspondent, Josh Mankiewicz. Oh, wow. So it's very funny to think that his grandfather wrote uh, Citizen Kane when you're watching Dateline. <laughs> Okay, number three. And now here's a spoiler. So uh, if anyone if anyone ever has any intention of watching the show The Nick, which was uh, it's on HBO Max. It was okay. a Clive Owen show about a turn of the century 1900 hospital in New York, which I loved. Just hit the skip ahead button right okay. now. So Clive Owen in the very last episode is doing ridiculous surgery on himself in one of those amphitheater amphitheaters in yes. front of a crowd and he he realizes halfway through that he's botching it and he's dying and he goes is this all there is and then he dies and Ooh. i was just like oh, oh wow it, 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 god that show is so great it's so yeah. gr- gross oh and that sounds horrible yeah. i mean in a good way but yes right. it's great horrible 
Uh, okay, so number two for me, and this this could have been number one. Number two is What Have I Done? And that is Alec Guinness mm. from Bridge on the River Kwai. Oh. What an amazing moment that is. So if you haven't seen that movie, it's a fantastic movie. David Lean, you have to see it. It's about these British prisoners in a Japanese prisoner of war camp during World War II. And what they're they're made to do is build this bridge over the River Kwai. And Alec Guinness, because he's such a by-the-book kind of guy in the movie, decides, hey, if we're going to build this bridge, we're going to build it properly and better than anyone ever could. And what he doesn't realize is at the same time, there's like a British commando mission coming to blow up the bridge that he spent the whole movie building like with precision. And he realizes right at the end what's happening and that he's been overcome by this mania to build this great bridge. And he says, what have I done? And then the whole thing blows up. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, Okay. Last, keeping on the British theme. I'm so bored with it all. Those were those were Winston Churchill's last words. Yeah, <laughs> I love that one. All right, that's my top five list. That's good, that's Goldie, go ahead. Okay, N- number five is from the movie, the 2006 version of The Wicker Man, starring Nicolas Cage. <laughs> no, not the bees, not the bees. Og, they're in my eyes, my eyes. Og. <laughs> Delivered, uh, it up on such, YouTube. delivered with such passion. Uh, it's, it's his head's covered in a weird basket. And there's like a bees nest in a basket. A, w- a wicker basket. Presumably. Yeah. Oh, what a what a death. Um, number four is Beethoven, whose mm. final words were, "Friends applaud. The comedy is over." Aww. Oh, that's great. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Good on that's him. awesome. Yeah, way to go. No, number three is. One of the best moments in bald cinematic history. <laughs> the horror. Oh, yes. <laughs> you might actually say that's from a book and not cinematic, but I get it. Yes. Well, it's, I actually, there's a whole chapter about this in, in my book Ooh. about <laughs> about how just the whole the whole film is about <laughs> like oh because right, this book. bald guy happens to have built this colony for himself where he's being worshipped and he's got all these wives and everyone's catering to him it's like oh this is the worst thing that could ever happen <laughs> we like, gotta kill him yeah it's like he he's doing great he's living the dream yeah sorry he you know found a home for himself yeah. and met some people who like him yeah, sorry he beat the system. Yeah, and now it's like, oh, the horror. Like, Because I, I always think it's sarcastic. Like, oh, the horror. The horror of just everyone loving me. Anyway. Uh, so number two is uh, Oscar Wilde. He, he was apparently in some kind of like cheap hotel when he was dying. And he said, either that wallpaper goes or I do. <laughs> That's great. That's really funny. That's awesome. <laughs> and number one, and I will say, because people often choose a different moment from this movie, but when I saw this in the theater, I just turned into a blubbery mess. Oh. And it was the string quartet playing as the Titanic sank. And the uh. guy, I'm going to get misty. <laughs> you were only supposed to blow the bloody doors <laughs> off. off. The guy... With a lot of dignity, tax, knowing he's dying, 
he takes his bow and he takes his violin and he says, gentlemen, it's been an honor. Oh, <laughs> that's right. What a, what a, really a way to go one. down. Yep, <laughs> yes. exactly. And then, you know, didn't they come back together and start playing again? I believe they, they kept playing Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it's, it's no, I but, uh, I love I that line. I love that yeah. line. That's great. And I thought that was like yeah. you know, people bag on that movie and I'm not sure why cuz no. uh, it's a Just movie. James so Cam- they don't like James Cameron. Yeah. It yeah. It's great. It's yeah, a great movie. They a- they show you the fucking Titanic sinking and <laughs> then you buy it. Yeah. 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 Huge home run. Yeah. Huge yeah. home run. Yes. Um, all right, go. So, those Goldie, were that, those lists. were those great were lists. lists, all uh, all of you. Um, Goldie, what do we have for next? Okay, week? God, I hesitate. I have two, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say one, and if you buy it, great. And if okay. not, I'll go to the second. Okay. One. Five foods that are better at home than in a restaurant. Oh. Next. Okay, this one. <laughs> this one's just easy. Top five gums. Oh, love it. okay. Let's top do top five, five gums. But gums. Let's yeah. do gums. All right. I love that. So, so get your gums ready, you listeners out there. <laughs> Start thinking of gums. That's great. Yeah. Um, all right. So now we've done top five. That's in the books. <laughs> and let's head on to our final segment that we call High Note. <laughs> Tom Campbell, he just gets me. It's a little too long, and I that love it. Best. Uh, I'm going to get my high note out of the way right away. Okay. Um, my my high note this week is my wife Tal. Mm. We're here. Uh, we're we're in Colorado. We're we're skiing, nice. and somehow she manages in the midst of a, a full day of skiing and getting our daughter out to take lessons and you know schlepping equipment everywhere. She sneaks back here to uh, where we're staying in the middle of the day to prep dinner. Oh, wow. And so then every night we have like these awesome – we've had the string of dinners we've had here. So we had had, um, uh, meatloaf. We had uh, pasta bolognese. We've got burgers. She made split pea soup. She made like a sausage beans. It's amazing. So I want to give her – Full props for just taking care of us all wow. so well. So and I mean, thank you. Tom. Just getting the most out of that two pounds of ground chuck she bolognese, and then the hamburgers. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. <laughs> the ground Charles. So good job, Tal. I yes, appreciate yay. it. I love you. Thank you very much. It's a good high note. You can go ahead, uh, JC, because I momentarily forgot mine okay. as you were talking. <laughs> all right. Okay. Okay. My, <laughs> mine is the. Don't make it stew. It's not. Okay. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Having just done his I wife. I know. I'll be like, guess what stew did? <laughs> no, because she would come over the top with stew. And no, no you can better. always no, tell no, no. who's in marital trouble during the week by how. <laughs> During high note. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't have much of that, but <laughs> here we go. U.S. women's soccer team winning yes. their six-year lawsuit for equal pay. That was Love huge. That. Yes. That's huge. They Congrats. got, like, what, 20, 24 million? 24 million, million yeah. Nice. Back pay. Awesome. So, yes. That's, that's my high front note. front pay going to be? I know. I love that. <laughs> so, uh, here's my high note is... Uh, I had not been able to really take my youngest kid out for two years because of this pandemic to a lot of different things. Yeah. But on Saturday, we went to the La Brea Tar Pits. Nice. We went into the museum. We saw a 3D movie about dinosaurs, and it was her first time in a theater in two years. 
Wow. And she loved it. And it, it <laughs> she was so excited. She kept talking through it very loudly. So sorry to anyone <laughs> who was so there. Sweet. But one of the funny things was because you know, the dinosaurs, they killed this thing and they were eating it. And then, you know, it's 3D. And yeah. she's going, Dad! <laughs> Dad! I'm like, yeah. And she goes, are the flies in the movie or are they real? <laughs> oh my God. They're in the movie. She goes, okay, good. <laughs> this is the same daughter that said, sus. Yeah. Sus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's sweet. So, that's it's, really it's nice. so nice. And hopefully that's a sign that everything's going to start to yeah. loosen up. Open up. We, can all, we can all get back to not enjoying things that we right. used to not enjoy. But still work from home. That's right. right. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't yeah. know about that. If we could just go back to going out and then just working three hours a day from home. <laughs> that would be perfect. That'd be great. Uh, oh, well, that was a fun show today. We yes. had a lot of, lot of funny it. things to talk about. And and thank you to everyone who's listening. Thank you for sending us your emails, which a reminder, you can send them to a typical disgusting display at gmail.com with any questions, comments, thoughts, anything. Uh, we read them all. We love them. Um, so thanks to you listeners. Thank you two for being awesome. And we will talk to you again next week. Woo. I loved this right. podcast today. That was fun. Me too. Guys, I miss my sleep.